0: I want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. I'm Adam Torres, and you can follow me on Instagram at at AskAdamTorres to keep up with all of my book releases, the book tours, and all that good stuff. Love to connect with you there. I'm really excited to have David Lyon on the line today. He's the CEO over at Orange. David, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: So I looked at your background, and, I mean, you have a wide range of experience. Um, And then, of course, the most recently over at uh, Orange running that as CEO, which I'm really excited to get into because, you know, my background um, as a financial advisor, I, I just see some of the things that you're doing with Orange, and I think they're really groundbreaking. And I'm really excited to share that with my listeners. Um before we get into all of that though, I'd like to take a couple steps back and just, you know, get into how how'd you get involved in business?
1: Well, um, you know, I coming coming out of college, um, you know, I I I really thought I was gonna be on a, a path to uh working within the investment industry. Um I was uh, kind of working towards uh, being an analyst um, with, uh, with a major uh, investment institution um, and kind of had a, a, a kind of a random opportunity um, that, that came my way and was really kind of my introduction into sales, um, which has served me pretty well through my career. But um, I actually sent my resume out to just about every alumni uh, member uh, of the university that I went to, um, and you know, got a handful of responses. But one of the responses I got was with the Chicago Bulls, and uh, growing up in Chicago and being a lifelong Michael Jordan fan, um, you know, couldn't 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 really pass up that opportunity, and um, you know, took an unpaid internship to work there over the summer with really no guarantee of a job, and. Uh it, it ended up turning into a job and um and kind of started into an industry that I never thought I would ever end up working in within the sports and entertainment field. And that was really kind of my first job in business and you know, learned a ton um about a lot of different areas of business and uh, you know, was kind of the bottom rung on the totem pole, so to speak. Um, but uh really was able to Kind of take all that in, see how lots of different areas within the organization work from you know sales and marketing to you know to operations to to upper level management so that was I think really kind of my first foray into into business
0: let's let's stay there for a little bit longer so and and I think it's just so important what you just said. So you started at the bottom, you know, low man on the totem pole. And I feel like a lot of people either graduating college or maybe they're a year out or two years out, like they don't value the benefit of doing that. Can you just talk a little bit more about your experience and how it either how it either helped or wasn't a good thing to start at the bottom?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I mean, I I would have never traded that experience for anything in the world. Um, not because it was, you know, my dream job of of walking into uh, the United Center every day for work um, and, and getting to work in the, the the front offices of kind of my favorite sports team ever. Um, wow! But yeah, I mean, it, it was it was truly an amazing experience, and I got to experience both the ups and the downs of the organization. Um, my first year there was the Bulls' Six championship. And my second year there was the Bulls' worst record in NBA history. Um, But, you know, starting in at the bottom, um, you know, was really, uh, I think, an invaluable experience. Um, You know, I got to, you know, work with, you know, some some of the the upper management executives there, and, you know, I was also, you know, asked to, to hand out promotional items at the, at the gate before a game, right, and kind of everything in between. And, you know, I think from there, um, you know, I, I really, I think, appreciated, um, you know, everything that, that went into uh, the business itself. Um, and, you know, and I think that is still, uh, I still carry that with me today, which is no matter, you know, who's at an organization, whether it's the receptionist you know, or, you know, the, the, the head of sales or our chief technology officer, um, everyone plays a role and, and no one is, you know, has a more important role than the other. And, you know, I, I think I kind of credit that to, to the organization I was working for um, because they, they kind of took that same approach and I think really molded my perception uh, and, and approach to how uh, good companies are run.
0: And it says that you, or you said that you were, you know, originally maybe going the finance route, and it looks to me like you stayed in um, in entertainment a little bit longer. Like, did, did you like it? What What are your thoughts on that?
1: I did. I I, I loved it. Um, you know, I, I think one is, it, you know, the the industry itself, um, and and just for for your listeners, that this this was about twenty years ago, <laughs> so. Um, you know, I think today organizations in general um, give uh, younger uh, business people uh, more of a shot earlier on in their career. I felt like, you know, when I came out of college, um, it it wasn't as prevalent, I think, as it is today. But um, I, I did stay in the entertainment field for about 10 years. Um, and after being at the Bulls for a couple of years, Um, There was uh, a company at the time called SFX Entertainment, which went through a a number of incarnations and is more better known today as Live Nation. Um, And, you know, they were uh, opening up a new office in Chicago and was a a fairly newly formed company. Um, And they uh, they gave me a shot. They hired me for a job that I, I definitely wasn't qualified for. Um, and uh, I I got to apply, you know, the the couple of years of work experience uh, that I had to, I think, uh, a a pretty big uh, step uh, in my career. And, you know, in in that experience, you know, even though I might have had a bigger title, you know, I I was at a company that was uh, newly formed. SFX, for those that don't know, was – uh, it really, the the first conglomerate live entertainment company um, in the United States, uh, and you know was was brought together by uh, a ton of bunch of acquisitions. Like I think over 50 different acquisitions um, wow. kind of formed that company. And there were a lot of growing pains, and there were a lot of hats that we had to wear, um, no matter what your you know seniority or role was. Um, and, uh, you know, that was, I think kind of the, the next chapter of my career that, uh, I, I use every day, um, you know, in, in my, in my current business and, you know, it was the, the early days of, I think a pivot, uh, or a growth cycle, uh, within the music business. Um, and, you know, I think that, that has, it has a lot of parallels to what, you know we're doing today um within uh the the financial services industry, so that's uh, wow
0: that's amazing really, to be, really to an be
1: enjoyable.
0: Alive. that's amazing to be a live nation when they were when they were starting and forming i I didn't know that that that's how they um that they combined fifty or so other companies to do that and look at the behemoth they are now it looks like you i mean you take a big risk going over there from where you were at and maybe a little bit more comfy um with the Bulls organization but um that's that's pretty amazing. Um, let's let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk more about what you're currently doing with Orange. Um, who are your clients, and how do you help them?
1: So, uh, our clients are uh, financial advisors um, and uh, you know investment management firms. Um, so we're uh, we're a technology company um, and. You know, we really help advisors um, with providing them uh, software uh, to, you know, achieve uh, the goals that they have in their business. Um, so everything from being able to run a more efficient business using modern technology um, to providing the type of experience that their clients expect today. Um, you know, much like what Uber, Amazon, and Netflix does. You know, for for their users, um, we do the same thing for advisors, right? And so everything that we do, you know, helps the advisor run a better business in the back office, but also be able to provide uh, a a much better experience for their clients in the front office uh, around communicating, collaborating, service, um, and we're really an end-to-end software platform uh, for financial advisors.
0: Let's um let's get a little bit more in depth in there. Cause I happen to know that there's I have a pretty big base of financial advisors that um that uh listen to this podcast. Um so when you say, you know, end to end or uh, you know a full service solution, what what exactly does that mean? And you and you can feel free to be specific because I, I know we I have a bunch of advisors listening to this.
1: Sure. Um so when we say end to end. It, you know, in in the back office, it starts with the advisor um, creating investment solutions for their clients, um, constructing portfolios. And we provide them with tools to do that. Um, we also provide them with tools to trade and rebalance clients' accounts. Um, you know, a, a number of advisors, uh, actually the majority of advisors in the industry um, actually custody, their clients assets at multiple institutions so we're really providing them you know with one single source to go in and, and do that across all of their clients regardless of where their their accounts are being held and then you know and then it and then it comes into well the advisor is servicing those clients so instead of relying on you know a, a CRM um, we we provide the advisor with Uh, actionable data and analytics so they can identify what clients, what prospective clients they should be reaching out to and what, you know, what they should be talking to them about. So it's, we don't go as far. I wouldn't necessarily put the the AI label on what we do, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we definitely provide uh, real-time data into, you know, what actions or interactions our clients or prospects are taking through uh, through their dashboard that we provide as part of our solution and you know what are changes in their clients accounts what are changes in their goals what are changes in their profile you know maybe they added a new family member and you know traditionally the advisors business is really driven by uh, a pretty kind of regimented static process where you know they're they're connecting with their clients maybe every quarter you um, you know, or they're, they're doing kind of a big bang annual review at the end of the year. And people's lives don't really unfold that way, right? They, they change day to day. And so we're giving the, the advisor the, the data and the analytics so they don't have to wait, you know, three months to, to talk to their client about something that really is actionable today. Um, okay. So that's, that's a high level of, of, of what we do.
0: That's great. And, you know, for the non-advisor, but just for the, you know, the investor out there, um, what are some of the, I mean, what are you excited about in, in fintech and in the industry for the, for the end client user? Because there's a lot going on. I'm just curious, what, are you, what excites you out here?
1: I, you know, I mean, I think the biggest thing that excites me is just the accessibility um, of, of accessing professional investment solutions and expertise. Um, it You know, I, I think that the, the days of having to go into an advisor's office um, and sitting across, you know, a conference room table from them and having to tell them all the things that you haven't done well or, you know, uh, going through a 90-minute meeting with stacks of paperwork and, you know, tons of applications to fill out, um, I, I think has largely been somewhat, you know, inhibitive of more people working with professionals. And we've seen a huge emergence of a lot of really lightweight investment apps, like you know Robinhood, um, Stash, just to name a couple. And you know they can access you know professional investment advice with little to no friction. And you know there's there's been kind of a a long running uh, view in the industry, uh, supported by real data and facts that Do-it-yourself investors uh, typically underperform the benchmark, um, largely because there's emotion involved. And working with a professional helps investors remove that emotion, um, put some discipline behind the investment decisions that they make. And and investors being able to connect on their mobile devices, um, you know, really just provides them an avenue um, to to access, uh, you know, professional investment advice. Without all the heavy lifting, and you know, largely, you know, being invested uh, is is better than not being invested at all, um, and that's probably one of the, the most exciting things uh, I think of of recent that uh, that's that's developed within the technology industry.
0: Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that, and the, the app that you mentioned, and you know, to me, it's just a great way to for somebody to get started. They don't know anything. It's less Um, It's more approachable you know sometimes people don't want to talk to an advisor right off the top or right you know to start out with and I feel like those apps are a great like bridge in my opinion to get somebody just to you know dip their toe in the water to see what's going on. Um, and it typically leads to a further conversation, um, further, if not sooner, than, and then it definitely will later as those amounts um, kind of add up. And what, what this reminds me of so much, and, you know, things always repeat themselves, what this reminds me of is, okay, when Charles Schwab started, um, you know, first online site and, and started making it very accessible for people to be able to invest, and over time as those little amounts became bigger due to them holding it compound interest whatever a lot of different stories a lot of different reasons um as those amounts got bigger then the advisor became that much more important so i see all of these apps and everything that's going on is really just expanding the market of overall investors over time and i don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon um so David, where do, people, uh, so where do people find out more information about Orange? If there's an advisor out there listening, they're like, oh, I've been looking for a new platform or I want you know, uh, to do a demo, where, where do they go?
1: Uh, they can go to our website, which is runorange.com, and that's runoran com.
0: Well, perfect. Well, hey, I really appreciate your time today, David. Appreciate you coming on the show and um, and sharing your insight and also your history. Um, and for the listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. Um, to follow anything going on with um, books, book releases, just check out the website, moneymatterstoptips.com. All right. Thank you. And thank you again, David. Take care.